You want me to share my screen so you can just look at yourself? Stop it a little. <laughs> Erin is a self-proclaimed authenticity expert who stopped subscribing to the bullshit a long time ago. A two-time survivor of sexual violence, she knows that in order to find true happiness, you've got to do some work on yourself for yourself. Jenna battled anorexia for 11 years with many ups and downs. She's currently working to find true recovery and sharing her journey along the way. Finding authenticity is all about being true to ourselves without having to apologize for it. So stay tuned for all the mental health, adulting, self-development, and day-to-day musings of us. And welcome to the Finding Authenticity podcast with Erin and Jess. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Finding Authenticity podcast. Today is episode four, and we'll be talking about uh, our Enneagram self-exploration, doing some personality tests, all that fun stuff. But, you know, the way we do this, we check in with each other first. So, Jen, how's it going? It is going okay. Honestly, this week, again, went by so fast. I don't even know what I do in a day. I really don't. Tuesday, I watched both Frozen movies, so honestly, that was a pretty big accomplishment, and it was a wonderful day. I was just so content just watching the movies. I was like, I feel so, like, I don't feel like I'm being lazy or anything. I just feel like this is how I was meant to spend my day. So that was kind of fun. Uh, Other than that, it's just kind of been random stuff. I've had a lot of appointments this week, either on the phone. I had to go in for a doctor's appointment yesterday, so that was kind of took up like half the day basically yeah nothing super interesting I'm really hoping the weather starts to get nicer though because I'm sick of being stuck in the house because it's fucking freezing dude it's so damn cold outside did you hear that's been like the coldest April um in Ontario almost ever it doesn't surprise me it's so dumb like why I know I want the sunshine I know at least we need some sort of happiness <laughs> yeah corona time's not very happy so i would like some sunshine i totally feel you how have you been doing i'm good um this week's been pretty good i had a headache for a couple of days which was kind of annoying i think that's a mix of me being on my period and the weather being not so nice so but other than that i've just been trucking away working on a little side project i don't know if it's just me but i'm kind of getting used to like having no life (laughs) honestly my mom and I were talking about that yesterday we were kind of like it's kind of nice to have like the slower pace and we don't really want that to stop even I like talking to my doctor she was like are you keeping busy I'm like yeah but it's not really that different for me because I was already off work for a month trying to keep myself busy so I was a little bit ahead of the curve there I'm not really getting super antsy the only thing really I get antsy about is not being able to be outside yeah, Sam, and, like, not seeing my friends like you. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I could see you, and then I would just be like, okay, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i kind of getting used to going to sleep and waking up whenever I want, and if I don't feel like getting out of bed for a couple of hours, I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying kind of productive and on my shit, so I don't feel like I'm losing my mind, but I'm just, like, chilling, and that's Absolutely. not sustainable for a long time. But I'm kind of enjoying it now. I feel you, for sure. So, 
We're talking about our Enneagram personalities today, which if you don't know, is a essentially one of those like many personality tests that exist out there. And it goes like by numbers and all the numbers have a nickname. So Jen and I, in all of our ample free time, we're like, let's do these. Let's learn about ourselves. Let's get some more information. And as we go on to talk about it, man, we are our types. So I think this is a good personality test for people to try out. How it works, it's a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people look at the world and manage their emotions. The Enneagram model describes nine different personality types and maps each of these types on like a nine pointed diagram. And if you do want more information on this later in the description, we have like our links for everything that we referred to for this episode so that we're both citing our sources because that's important. And you have access to that. So according to the Enneagram, every personality has a certain worldview and looks at the world through their own kind of lens, which makes it possible to explain why people behave in certain ways. Describing how basic personalities adapt and respond to both stressful and supportive situations, the Enneagram shows opportunity for personal development, which Jen and I love, and provides a foundation for understanding others. Beautifully said. Love that. All right, so there's nine different types in the Enneagram personality test. So I'm just going to go through all nine and just give you a little bit of background on what they are. And then Erin and I will dive into what we are. So type one is the reformer. This person is principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and a perfectionist. Type two is the helper. So generous, people-pleasing. Type three, the achiever is adaptable, driven, and excelling. Type four, the individualist is expressive, self-absorbed, temperamental. Type five, the investigator is perceptive, innovative, secretive. Type six is the loyalist who is engaging, responsible, and suspicious. Type seven is the enthusiast who is versatile, acquisitive, and spontaneous. Type eight, is the challenger, who is self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. And then finally, we have type nine, who is the peacemaker, uh, reassuring, complacent, and receptive. So there's probably one of those that stuck out to you that was kind of like, oh my gosh, yeah, that sounds like me. So definitely suggest you go take the test and see if that's what you get, because it's very interesting, and it gives you a lot more information once you get deeper into the different types. Want to talk about ourselves and who we are? Yes. Okay. So, as no surprise to me, I'm type three, which is the achiever. And once I dive into what that means, I was like, fuck, that really is me. I'm kind of annoying. <laughs> the achiever definitely has the possibility to be the papa's asshole. And I'm like, mm, mm, might be me. <laughs> Jen knows me well, and we all know Erin really loves herself thinks she's real cute, thinks she's going to rule the world, so. (laughs) I mean, hey, it's not a bad thing. No, I did feel a little outed by the personality test, (laughs) but, you know, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. I'm not a shitty person, I promise. (laughs) You have the the good side of it. You manage it well. I do, I do, you know. None of us are without flaws. I recognize mine. I love them for who they are, and I'm not going to try and change them. (laughs) I will try and become a better person, but I probably will never be a modest person. So, it is what it is. Anyway, so along with your type, there's like these things called wings, which is essentially 
a dipping into another type that kind of supports your main type. Mine are balanced. I don't have like a real wing, kind of well-rounded, but when I did the test, I was also pretty high up on the reformer one, which is the one that when you're very, very strongly that you're very into improving the world and self-improvement and improving others and being very ethically and morally in line. And that definitely applies to me a little bit as well. So it makes sense that I have those too and that's probably hopefully why I'm not an asshole because I really strive to make myself and the world a better place for everybody so that's a little bit about me I'll pop in so I am a type 9 which is the peacemaker which definitely goes with who I am basically they are usually supportive optimistic they like to avoid conflict. I love to avoid conflict. At their best, they're able to bring people together and heal conflicts as well, which I think I definitely have the ability to do. I'm also, so I do have a wing. My wing is type one. So that means that I'm, along with the peacemaker, I'm also, I saw it uh, called two different things in two different places. So it was either the dreamer or the negotiator. And terms of that, it means that I really like routine. I am optimistic. I try to numb myself <laughs> to solve my problems. Again, a quality that's not that great, but not gonna lie, it's valid. That sounds true as hell for you. <laughs> it's so true. Like I, anyone who knows me well knows that I just am not very emotional. Like I don't cry. It's just not a thing. Lately, I have cried three times in the past week, so I think I may have opened the floodgates. If you've ever seen Friends, and you know the episode where Chandler can't cry, and then all of a sudden he starts crying, and then he can't stop crying, that's basically me. So, anyways, <laughs> also means I have a strong work ethic, I'm open-minded, and a tendency to be overly critical of myself. Wow, no way. Would have never predicted that. <laughs> right? It's very me all right listen to this description of me and tell me if this ain't me <laughs> also I'm gonna totally come off like an arrogant asshole during this it's fine <laughs> but I kind of am so like I'll own it you know I know who I am I'm pretty proud of it I'm fine I'm unapologetic about who I am that's the whole point of this goddamn podcast <laughs> is to be authentic to who we are and sometimes if you're like me you're a little obsessed with yourself, and that's okay. Who else are you going to be obsessed with? Love yourself. So threes are self-assured, attractive, and charming. <laughs> Ambitious, competent, and energetic. They can also be status conscious and highly driven for advancement. This is me. Like, this is, this is me. They are diplomatic and poised and can also be overly concerned with their image, hair flip, um, and what others think of them, which I have, like, a little point of contention with. Because if someone doesn't like me, I don't really give a fuck. Unless it's in a professional setting. Then I'm like, oh my god, I want this person to think I'm good at my job. I'm a high performer and that I can do this shit and then I'm going to like crush it. So in that sense, I definitely want people to look at me as a high achiever. Which fucking makes sense. And just, I'm called the achiever. Like, come on, man. That's me. We typically have problems with workaholism and competitiveness. Which, I don't really get that. I'm pretty good at taking care of myself. At our best, we're self-accepting, authentic, <clears throat> finding authenticity, and everything they seem to be a role model who inspires others, which is honestly so important to me. 
that brings me back to my sorority days when I started to become like an older member. I know when I was a younger member, I looked up to some of the older girls and at the time was like, wow, they really have their shit figured out. I want to be like them. Of course, having now been that age, we don't have our shit figured out, but we probably have our shit figured out more than like an 18, 19 year old. It's really important to me to be available to the younger girls of my sorority, even now as an advisor, to, you know, be a shoulder to cry on, someone to come to when they need something, but also model that positive behavior. A big reason why we have this podcast is to be like, hey, this is what we're trying to do. Maybe you'll also be able to try and love yourself and be authentic to who you are and make it through those difficult times, right? Basic fear for me, being worthless, so true. Long time that I was processing my trauma, I felt like I was worthless and the only thing I was good for was like sex. So that definitely makes sense. So that's one of my biggest fears. And honestly, I remember being at the workplace and anytime I wasn't involved in a conversation, I was like, oh my God, like I fucked up. I'm going to get fired. And I literally didn't do anything. Why would that happen? But I'm just like, fuck, 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 fuck. So my basic desires are to be valuable and worthwhile. Definitely true. And like I said earlier, I'm a balanced wing, but threes typically either have one of two wings, which is a two, a two wing, which is the charmer, or four wing, which is the professional. If I'm a balanced wing, I'm just a charming professional. (laughs) My God. You did not need this ego boost. I didn't, but here we are. Don't worry, we'll get into the bad stuff too, because like there's the unhealthy levels, healthy levels. So we'll get there. I'm just going to let you talk about yourself for a little bit. Yeah. Okay, type nine, super cool. Walt Disney is also a type nine, which is super fitting because I love Disney thought that was super cool and so with healthy levels a type nine can become self-possessed and feel autonomous and fulfilled so basically having happiness because they're present and they are really fully themselves and at one with who they are and able to build better relationships because of that which I totally see the potential for in myself definitely not there right now but it's something that I can see I don't know if you've ever had those moments where you're like okay I can see myself doing these things and being very self-actualized as of right now I'm not there yet well yeah because there's you know your best self and like your worst self and your current self just because you have the ability to see all of these things doesn't mean you're operating at 115% at all the times, but gives you something to strive to because you know that you're kind of naturally inclined towards that. For sure. I think it definitely gives you some positivity and some something to strive towards, some motivation, some sort of goal, even within yourself to really tap into those higher parts of who you are. Peacemakers can develop a keen sense of ambition and take the necessary steps to help bettering others and that's really what my goal is in the future right now it's very up in the air in terms of specifics and details but I know I want to help other people not sure how yet or what that's exactly going to look like but it is something that I want to do peacemakers are generally excellent communicators and patient enough to deal with situations and while I'm human so I'm not the most patient person in the world I would say I'm more patient than a lot of people I deal with on a daily basis. 
patient enough to deal with my ass. <laughs> exactly. There's really like the optimistic and good natured and genuinely nice side of the peacemakers, which I like to think I'm a pretty nice person, pretty generous person, and definitely one to bring people together uh, and kind of mediate things when necessary. Love that. Also, I've discovered I'm fucking Oprah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. I'm also Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, and Justin Bieber, Elvis oh, Presley. They gave um Rachel Berry from Glee as an example. Oh, stop. Oh my god, but you kind of are. See, that's what I mean by like, I'm super annoying. That's hilarious, though. Oh. Wait, I love that. I want to look up more of mine now. Honestly, so much of this makes sense. One of my not-so-good qualities is I get really annoyed with people, especially when working with them, if they're not performing at, like, their absolute best. Like, I don't know how not to give 110%. I don't know how to not do my best job when I'm working. And it's definitely faulted me the few times that I've needed to take a mental health break. I don't know how to do that because I just need to do a good job at this. So that's probably, you know, a version of me at my worst. (laughs) I got some some more examples for me. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah. Carl Jung. So basically, I'm just like a brilliant, intelligent human. Marge Simpson. I don't really know what that means, but maybe I should just get some blue hair going. I found um, a bad one on my list. Oh, no. Is it Hitler? No, it's not Hitler. Uh, No, but mine is O.J. Simpson. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, not so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be like him. I don't. Also, Cindy Crawford, who's like a supermodel. So. Oh, wait, Obama? Well, I got a lot of presidents. I got Lincoln, Obama, the Dalai Lama. That makes sense. Morgan Freeman. Wow, I'm I'm thriving. I really appreciate all these. The Dalai Lama doesn't surprise me for you. Here, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about some of my like main characteristics. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm acutely aware of social niceties, which basically means I know how to be a person around other people. (laughs) I have an impressive range of accomplishments. Not really yet, but like we're working on it, you know, we're getting there. Extremely busy and on the go with a lot of stuff going on, busy schedules, lots of meetings. That sounds like me when it's not quarantine time. I don't really have any interest in acting or improvising because apparently that's one of the things that we like to do but I do like attention so I understand where that comes from refined taste and outer appearance I know you can't see me but I'm showing off how cute I am um (laughs) I'm charismatic and I make good first impressions even though right now if this is your first time listening to the podcast you probably hate me no they're all good things don't worry we'll get we'll get into the more negative things a little bit so type nine also has deeply rooted motivation and purpose which I can definitely relate to I think everything I want to achieve in my life stems from my hopes and dreams of what could be oh also easily seeing many sides to a situation I did another personality test and I got something similar to this where I have strong opinions on the things I have strong opinions on, but in terms of general things, I'm able to see a lot of different sides to things. So, And I can easily be 
influenced in certain ways, which can be a negative thing for sure. But I think it also is, it can be a positive thing in terms of seeing the different sides to arguments. I'll switch into some of the more negative stuff now that I have the tendency to go along with other what other people want and saying yes a lot. And I definitely do this. I've noticed it more as I've grown up through high school and through university. Through university, I really had a couple moments where people were like, you need to stop doing whatever this person asks you to do because you're basically letting them walk all over you. And that was kind of a wake-up call. And I, I wasn't letting it happen to the extent that I was overused by people, really. But I did realize that I need to stand my ground more. And I need to be more aware of just going along blindly with pe- what people think and trying to be more who I am. And I again, I think it has the positive side where I can get along with most people. I don't generally not get along with people. I'm able to kind of shift my personality based on who I'm with, which again, can be good and bad. It helps me get along with a variety of different people. So I'm continuously learning how to really balance the positive aspect of that quality while also not letting my own personal values slip out from underneath me. Yeah, you don't want to be walked all over because that's something you have to protect if you're that kind of person that you want to help other people and keep the peace between everybody. You want to do that, but you also don't want to fall into like the people-pleasing trap where you just do anything that anybody wants because it's going to make them happy even if it hurts you. It's like that famous saying, you don't have to light yourself on fire to keep somebody else warm. I don't want you doing that. I don't want you on fire. I definitely used to be like super people-pleasing, all that, and really just giving and giving and giving in relationships, not necessarily like romantic ones, but friendships and stuff with nothing really given back to me in return. And I think since I've left university has really been the first time I've realized what a real friendship is supposed to be like. And I think it's more that we're all growing up now too, and people are figuring that out themselves as well. But friendships are supposed to be two-sided. They're not supposed to be one-sided. And I, going through university, I feel like I was in a lot of friendships where I was the main instigator of things. I was always the one who was going above and beyond or offering this or doing that and I really had to check in with myself and realize okay well you can only do that for so long and if the other person's not reciprocating then that's their problem and you're just draining your own energy and you deserve to have that same positive energy and generosity and care given back to you and that's how a friendship should really be. That was definitely a big thing for me as well. Makes my heart sad for you that you had bad friendships like that. I mean, I did too, but I don't think so much in university. But definitely leaving high school, there were some friends that I was more than okay with leaving behind. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a it's a big part of growing up too, is there's going to be friendships that were kind of very surface level, you know? They didn't have much to them when you look back. But at the time, you thought you were, like, going to be friends forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many girls that I don't talk to anymore. And a lot of it, I'm not even sure to talk to them. Because a lot of it was just, like, we weren't as close in our friend group as we were in high school. And so it faded. Yeah, I think that just kind of happens with your life course. There's some people that 
aren't going to be along for the ride forever. And that's like really okay, right? As you're growing up, you're becoming an entirely different person. My high school self is not this person. Granted, I'm pretty sure I came and grew up to be the person everybody thought I was going to be. The loud and obnoxious sorority girl. Yeah, that sounds about right. No one was shocked by that. But I'm not who I was in high school. <laughs> no, definitely. And I, I feel that. You change. You grow. You learn. And I'd say for me, I am kind of more similar to how I was in high school now. I feel like my university years were a little bit like a whole different human. And then I kind of reverted back to more like my high school personality now. I may not have been there for Wild Jen, but the things that I have heard about Wild Jen and the videos and the images I have seen of Wild Jen. Jen in university was like a whole other human being. Like, I don't know what happened to her, like what she was doing, but she, it was just like, she let loose. (laughs) She was just like, I'm free bitches. And just like, fuck shit up. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. We're gonna have to do an episode and talk about like stupid stories and stuff that I did. I definitely think it was a learning experience though. Honestly, I think at this point in my life, I, it's like, why would I regret anything in general? Like it's all come together to make me who I am right now. And university was a fun time not gonna lie I had a great time no regrets I definitely learned a lot about myself and went through shit and learned shit and do you want to get into some of your areas for improvement I don't have any I'm kidding oh my god I'm kidding (laughs) listen I'm always trying to work on myself that's where I think type one the, like perfectionist or reformer because they're called different things depending on like which website you look at comes in because I think achiever and reformer mesh well together because I'm so goal-oriented on bettering myself all the time and achieving my professional goals I mean like I straight up left a full-time job right before a pandemic hit um and I'm 100% sure that if I knew the pandemic was going to hit, I would probably still quit that full-time job. I was so ready to move on to something bigger and better for myself that I, I wanted to take that leap. So that's the, the ambition. Um, did I put myself in a bit of a weird situation? Yes. But the benefit of that is like now I can take all this time to focus on things that will get me ready for when Corona season is over. And I can be crushing it in the fundraising events and weddings world and we'll be doing it. Um, Yeah, I'm really glad that I have that want to do good part of me because I can't imagine wanting to achieve things that don't leave a positive impact. Everything I ever super passionate about outside of my own personal growth is leaving it a positive impact and making the world a better place. Anytime that I want to do something and I get super hyped up about it, they're always about like doing something that improves the lives of others. And I think part of that comes from, I mean, like I went to school for sociology and women's studies. So I spent four years learning about how our society is so harmful to certain groups of people and how there's so many gaps in the system. And working for charities, you you see the benefit that they have. So I'm always so motivated to do things that lifts others up and provides 
impact in their lives to like try and make it better. So I'm glad that I have those two things together. But yeah, I'll talk about like when I'm shitty. <laughs> but it's weird. Like I don't think I've ever really fallen into this too much which is good because like one of the things that says that at unhealthy levels because I'm so goal and achievement oriented I get really jealous of other people when they are achieving their goals and I'm not or if they look better than I do or like their life looks better than I do and I get really jealous I don't really feel that very much so I honestly don't know where that would apply for me whether it's like people on the internet or people that I actually know personally or work with I think maybe that would happen if I was like at work and somebody got an opportunity that I wanted, then I might feel a little jealous. But I don't go as far as when I want something, I'm ruthless about it and like don't give a shit about who's in my way that I'm going to ruin them and take advantage of them to get what I want because that's a big thing that can happen to type threes in their negative space. There's also this part of it that it's like you can become a work machine. All you're doing is work. And I don't really feel like that I mean working in events is that there's like periods of time where you're just a workhorse because that's how the job works event day and the 48 hours leading up to it are fucking batshit crazy and literally all you're doing is working 16 hours sleeping and getting up and doing it again and then on event day that's all you're doing but I don't don't feel that as like a a long-term trend which is good because I don't want to fall into that either I don't want to like be doing things that don't actually fulfill myself but I 100% care about how I look to other people in terms of doing well and success when it comes to my career, at least. I don't want to look like I'm failing there. But like as a human being, man, like I talk about the shit I go through all the time. So I'm hoping that I'm pretty balanced. No, for sure. Yeah, I don't think I resonate a ton with a lot of the unhealthy level stuff that it says, which is good. More so with the average levels. But there is the one point that it says type nine generally correspond to dependent personality disorders. I'm like, cool, great. Let's add that to my list. But no, uh, I, d- I have had some dependency issues in the past, though. And I think that's kind of where that negative quality has come out. I was in a relationship where it was not a long relationship, but I literally thought the only thing that was making me happy was this guy and basically I was super dependent on him for the short length of our relationship I considered switching schools because of him I almost dropped and changed my program uh luckily I did not do that and I continued where I was because that would have been another disaster in and of itself but yeah definitely shows that I can have those dependent tendencies as well and it also makes me aware of that and cautious to not let that take over in the future. I think what this is teaching us is that we are relatively good and healthy people (laughs) because we're not really identifying with that stuff but it's important to see it and like know about it so that if there's ever a point in our life where we feel those things starting to take over, we can understand why and undo it. For sure. I think it definitely, it gives you perspective on those tendencies that you do have. Or even if it's, if you haven't seen it full blown in your life, but you're kind of like, oh, well, this one time, blah, 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 blah. And it could be a small hint at your ability to tap into those 
unhealthy levels. But for the most part, I think you're right. Like we're generally pretty, pretty average and balanced. I might think I'm a little bit hot shit, but like, I think that's probably the worst part about me and my type. So I'm okay with that. (laughs) But like, I think I'm hot shit, but not in the way that I like think I'm better than other people. And like, that's where it becomes a huge problem. I think I'm hot shit, but I also think a lot of other people around me are hot shit too. I don't need to like put other people down to feel like I'm, you know, a pretty great person. I read this line about mine and it kind of goes back a little bit to when we were just like talking about ourselves in general, but it's like achievers are socially adept conversationalists with a talent for beating deadlines and looking crazy good while doing so. (laughs) I just think back to when I was in office life, how I would quickly get along with everyone on my team and like senior leadership would like me and I would get things done really quickly and excel at the work. And then I would go to work skirt nylons dressed up hair done makeup on when a bunch of my coworkers like didn't really do that which is completely fine i was just like man that's really me (laughs) in a workplace even on event day when a lot of people just are exhausted and need the extra sleep i get up and look nice (laughs) i feel like i would do the same though i think for both of us it kind of is something that helps make us feel better Mm -hmm. if we put the effort in to make ourselves look presentable I was reading another thing uh, about my healthy levels. When I'm doing good, I'm kind and willing to lend a helping hand because I want other people to achieve as well. It's not just me. I want to like put that on other people, which I think I do. At least I like to think I, that I do. I One of my friends who I know listens to this podcast <laughs> wants to give me like a really, really nice compliment. She's like, Aaron, being friends with you is insane because, like, talking to you makes me feel like I can do literally anything. And I'm like, stop. That's so nice. I would definitely agree with that. I think that you're very much, like, a hype friend. Like, you make sure your friends know that you're there for them and you help them feel like the best versions of themselves, which is super good quality to have because everyone needs a little bit of a cheerleader because we suck at cheerleading for ourselves. I just, I really want to be there and like, I want other people to be happy. I want other people to feel loved and valued and to know that they can do literally anything that they want with their lives. I mean, like you can't become like a rutabaga. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but... Rutabaga was the first thing that came to your mind. <laughs> um, yeah. You're not. So, like, you know, you can't, like, shapeshift or anything. But, you know, if you have goals and, like, things you want to accomplish, you can do them. Um, one of the qualities of mine is also that I tend to suppress things, which I know about myself. <laughs> and uh, it says in quotes, sweeping things under the rug, uh, which I definitely tend to do, but I am being more aware of it and being more vigilant in trying to not do that and actually address my problems. That's one of the things that can become more negative with the type nine. You can become disengaged and inattentive and unreflective, but I think I have a pretty good sense of reflecting on my own stuff for the most part, when I come to terms with it. I might not always address it in the moment, but I usually come back and reflect, which I think is good. As well as, oh, it says procrastination. 
So I have a lot of ambitions, but because I do also have those perfectionist and idealistic tendencies that tends to hold me back from actually acting on things and cause me to procrastinate because I'm either really looking forward to something. So I keep putting it off because I'm like, oh, I don't want it to be over. So I can't do it yet. Or I will want to make something so perfect. So I don't want to start it because what if I don't do it well enough the first time? Or what if I could do better? So it's kind of getting in your own way and making yourself push things further and further off. Even in quarantine, uh, I found myself procrastinating a lot. It's like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I have a list of all these things I want to do. But I'll be like, oh, I'll do that later because usually there's not even a good reason. I'm just putting it off because I want to do it, which honestly, it doesn't make sense really. But yeah, so I'm just a complex little chicken. Dude, I relate to that so much. My to-do list is huge. And there's there's all these things that I find joy in doing and that like I want to get done. And there's nothing stopping me because I have unlimited free time. But then I'm just like, nah, (laughs) I'll do that later. Oh, my God. Like, I have this book that I want to read. I'm so bad at starting to read a book. Once I'm doing it, I'm good. But, like, the idea of sitting down to read, and it's honestly because I don't want to touch my phone while I'm reading so I can, like, actually engage. The idea of putting my phone down for that amount of time is wildly stressful, which is a (laughs) very large problem that I should probably address. (laughs) Probably. Also, like what you said is a really important thing is starting the thing is always the hardest. Once you start doing it and get into it, it's like, oh, why was I putting this off for so long? Because like reading too, I have so many books I want to read and I'll be like, oh, I should read before I go to bed. And then I'm like, nah, I'll just stay on my phone, which no, like just read a fucking book, you stupid loser. And I used to love reading so much when I was younger And then I went to university and I think it kind of lost its allure because I went for English and there was a lot of books I was told I had to read, which therefore made me not want to read them. I think it's hard to, just because of the situation we're in right now, there's a lot of other extenuating circumstances that are influencing our decisions in terms of what we actually have the capacity mentally to do at certain points of the day. Yeah, and it's like this weird abyss that we're floating in. Like, I I can crush a deadline, no problem, but there, I have no deadlines in this. Obviously, like, we have this podcast, so this is, like, the one thing I'm, like, really accountable to, but I have to make myself accountable and be disciplined in my own right, which is definitely a struggle. Yeah, honestly, the podcast keeps me so accountable because I... Oh, I was procrastinating editing our last episode so hard. And I was like, fuck, I actually have to do this. It has to come out tomorrow. Like, get this done. And it's good. Like, I really enjoy that we do have that because we, we're accountable to each other for it. It's not – because even if it was just something we were doing on our own, it wouldn't be the same because we would easily be like, oh, I can skip a week or this or that. But because we have each other – and I, it's a good time for us to reflect and get to talk to each other too, to be honest. Because we're just so fucking busy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's so much going on. So much happening all the time. Did we talk about our compatibility? Yes, but first I want to say a little tidbit about this. What's really nice about this personality test is that it gives you a lot of insight into yourself. But it's not set in stone. And 
things that you can do can make those things that are maybe like weaknesses or potential struggles for you better. For sure. We're like perfect together, you know, because I'm an achiever, you're a peacemaker. That's a common pairing. But then at the same time, we both also have that like strong type one influence in us that's like striving us to do good and all that good stuff. We mesh so well together, man, not just in our outside world, but on paper, the Enneagram says it. It does. It really does. It even says we could be too much of a good thing, but we know that ain't possible. It says that threes and nines are a very common pairing, so that's good. I think nines do an enormous amount of support and encouragement, which is great, and then threes Uh, have a lot of accomplishments and feel supported by the nines and then vice versa the threes can help the nines learn to value themselves and have more self-respect wow mind-blowing because this is literally us (laughs) it's literally fucking wild because you just like boost me and all the stuff that I want to do and you're like yeah girl you fucking go get it but you're also like you know like calm down let's let's bring this back down to earth Oh, and I'm like, you know, you should fucking love yourself and you're going to be better one day and I fucking love you. <laughs> yeah. And like we both want to put a positive spin on things and are relatively optimistic though we have our depressed side oh, fuck, man. in general. Think, see, but like our mental health like isn't our personality. Being Maybe. fucked up doesn't mean, that, you know, that's not part of our personality. That's just our mental illness. <laughs> very, very true and hardworking, want to achieve things. Yeah, we're ambitious, flexible, got them goals. I like this point where it's like they both want a pleasant, aesthetically pleasing home. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? That's important. Uh, Hey, we need each other for comfort and security. Very true. And we are very attached to each other. Also very true. (laughs) I want to read about our bad stuff. Is there bad stuff? We're too much of a good thing because both types are attracted to keeping the positive values in their lives alive. <laughs> and there can be so much attachment to comfort and stability in their world that it becomes difficult to question the status quo and routines that they get into. Neither wants to bring up conflicts that they have with one another. Nines are more likely to not want to talk about whatever is bothering them for fear of furthering endangering the relationship. But threes also don't want to express their complaints because doing so will risk rejection. I, mean, I don't feel that with you, but... I feel that so deeply with other people. God damn it. This thing sees right through me. If threes are heavily invested in having a perfect marriage to the outside world, it'll be difficult to talk about their unhappiness in the relationship or the frustrations they're feeling. Which, like, I get. Because I want things to look good. It's weird that, like, I don't care what other people think in the sense that they cannot like me and I don't give a shit. But I want people to be like, wow. She's got it good. She's got it going on. Why am I like that? Wow. I don't think that's ever going to fucking change. I mean, maybe. All right. Yeah, let's wrap this shit up. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope you guys liked hearing a little bit about the different types. We will put the link to the Enneagram test that we took in the description notes, as well as links to other sites that we use to kind of look up more details about it. And definitely suggest that you give it a try on your own. See what it tells you about yourself. See how it makes you (laughs) recognize your faults. (laughs) And be a little more self-aware. We all love a good quiz. And we have all got time right now. So might as well use it. 
Oh, if you like this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And if you can, screenshot the episode, share it on your story, tag us. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening and for all of your support. It is wildly appreciated. And we'll catch up with you guys next week. Bye.